It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. I'll drop that motherfucker. Recorded from the heart of the music city, Nashville, Tennessee. What's his name? Fucking Shrek? Hey, man, every book is a children's book if the kid can read. Sobros Network brings to you the Sobros Power Hour. Four of us wolves running around the desert together in Las Vegas looking for strippers and cocaine. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. Let the SobrosNetwork.com team get you to your weekend faster. I just don't know how to express myself sometimes when I need to be properly different. This is the Sobros Power Hour podcast. I'm going to Shabooms! Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Nashville, Tennessee. It is finally Friday. We're free again, getting our motors running for a wild weekend here on the So Bros Power Hour. Brought to you by 440 Sports, brought to you by Trouble Spirits, minds right, asses tight, as we tackle episode 75 for you today. I am, of course, your host for the So Bros Power Hour, the EIC at SoBrosNetwork.com. Big, natural, stony, keely. You can follow me on Twitter at Stony Keeley. Follow us collectively at Sobros Network on all major social media platforms. We got a little mini-sode for you today, okay? If you if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I, I tweeted about it a little bit earlier this week. This week's been kicking my ass. We had uh, three different shows lined up at one point this week, and they all fell through. My schedule got a little busy, got a little hectic. And I thought, you know, I don't know, we're going from having like four podcasts out this week to having none. So this is literally an 11th hour type of deal. I'm off the clock at the day job, going to board a plane here in a few hours. And I thought, I'm just going to slam this power hour out real quick. That's, that's the kind of dedication you've got. Like we're going to find a way to make it happen. So it's going to be a little more loose today. And you know, that's, that's saying something given how loose this show is already. I mean, we've we've been talking about Pornhub and shit in recent weeks on this show, which I know some of you guys have never heard of in your life. I'm just saying you could check it out, try new things every once in a while. So we're we're just gonna let loose a little bit, right? And and I feel like sometimes the best episodes in the Sobros Power Hours history have come from just uh just firing up the mic and seeing what happens, right? We're we're pretty good off the cuff. So that's what I'm here to do today. Free Talk Friday. Well, I guess technically Thursday. I'm going to be traveling on Friday. So, you know, 
I got to go ahead and get this out there. So subscribers might be listening to this Thursday night, but we're going to just pretend it's Friday. It's a Friday mindset anyway on this week's episode. Fresh off of a big weekend of pro wrestling in the Music City, your boy was at SummerSlam Saturday night. Your boy was at Ric Flair's last match on Sunday night. I could have been at GCW on Friday night, which sounded like it was a pretty fun show, but when Stephen McCash hit me up, he's like, hey man, um, I know it's last minute, but I got tickets to GCW. You want to go? I was already in my jammies. And listen, like I don't, I don't fuck around with my Friday nights. That's usually date night. That's usually quiet night. I've been working all week. I gotta spend time with my wife. And I don't mean to make it sound like a chore. Well, well, why am I justifying this? She, she never listens to this podcast. You know, I'm not trying to make it sound like a chore, but like I gotta set aside that time to make sure that you know she's taken care of. So when I get my jammies on on a Friday night, I ain't leaving the house. Plus, at my age, 36 years old, one foot in the grave, I think I saw some liver spots on my skull this week. You know, I, I got to rest up for a big weekend. And I knew it was going to be a big weekend last weekend, so I had to get my beauty sleep that Friday night. But Saturday was a hoot. It was my first time heading down to the Bearded Iris Tap Room down in, I don't know, I guess it's Germantown. It's North Nashville, that area. I had never been there before. I love Bearded Iris. I get home style. It's it's the best IPA in town for my money. Anytime it's on the menu somewhere, that's that's what I'm going with. And I drank a few of those. Was feeling a little tipsy. My strategy was, hey, if we're going to go hang out at this pre-party at Bearded Iris, hosted by our good buddy Righteous Jesse, then I want to build up a pretty good buzz so that I don't have to pay stadium prices for beer during SummerSlam. And also, I don't want to have to be chasing the drunk at SummerSlam because I know it's going to be hot outside. Like, that's my plan was like, that's that's when I'm going to shift to water. Okay. I'm going to get a good drunk going from Bearded Iris because they had a shuttle. Nobody was driving. They had a free shuttle to get us from the brewery to the stadium. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to get a good drunk there. I'm going to eat some daddy's dogs, which I did. Shout out to the Seattle dog. Can't go wrong. And I'm going to get to Nissan Stadium, and I'm just going to ride it out. And, well, it's that's kind of what ended up happening. I ended up drinking more beer once I got to Nissan Stadium. Had a couple of shock tops, but I didn't pay for them. I know our buddy Sean of 615 Film and the Music City Film Critics Association bought me at least one. He might have bought me both of them. But then I did have to kind of chill a little bit. But it was fun. It was a fun time. Bearded Iris is a great spot. I can't recommend them enough. It was a ton of fun, good beer. And really, given the amount of beer that I drank and that I, I bought for other people, pretty good value, pretty good day to have the day that I had for what I paid. So... Definitely want to be adding Bearded Iris into the regular rotation, especially if you're in that part of town. You can crawl home, you can stumble home, something like that. That's a great spot. SummerSlam itself, I thought, well, it was really interesting because if you saw my coverage of it, it was they were blasting that light right in our faces out in the crowd. And that made it kind of difficult because we weren't close enough that I could clearly see what was happening in the ring. I was also drunk, you know, just being totally fair and transparent there. 
couldn't see exactly what was happening in the ring, but if I wanted to look at the jumbotron above it, I would risk looking directly at this just bright ass light, the power of a thousand suns gleaning into my soul. So, you know, it kind of made it a little rough. And at the end of the night, I kind of felt, I was talking to Brandon about it on our way out. I was kind of like, I don't know if that was a good show or not. I had fun. Zach from Football and Other F-Words was with us and uh, a football show on 440 Sports, Mondays and Thursdays at 440 Sports YouTube channel, 1 p.m. Central. Get those plugs in. He was with us, and we couldn't really tell what was going on, so we just started doing our own commentary. And I felt like at least one other person in the section enjoyed it. So we were having fun. The vibes were there, and the vibes were right, folks. Nissan Stadium, great spot for a wrestling show. But it wasn't until I got home and watched the show over on pay-per-view the next day, or excuse me, premium live event on Peacock, that I really started to think, man, this was kind of an all-timer of a SummerSlam. I think the one thing that it was missing, all of the best SummerSlams in history have that one signature match that just goes down as one of the greatest SummerSlam matches of all time. Like, I'm thinking about 2002, that Triple H and Shawn Michaels unsanctioned street fight. I'm thinking about 92, the British Bulldog Bret Hart match. Thinking about 2013 when you had John Cena and Daniel Bryan and you had CM Punk and Brock Lesnar on that show. I, I think that's the one thing that this show was mi missing. I don't know that any of these matches will go down as the greatest out there. Maybe the Lesnar reigns last man standing, but I don't know. That match was fun. It, it was a, a it was like they were paying homage to the Attitude Era in that match. But the lasting visual is going to be the ring being lifted up by a tractor, which only in pro wrestling, right? So I don't know. Um, I, I feel like the action wasn't necessarily that was more of a moment than a match, if that makes sense. Or I don't. I might just sound like a total, total fucking stuck up Mark here saying that. But I, I thought the show was great. Nissan Stadium played well as a wrestling venue. You couldn't see it. They they tried their best to hide it um, with the camera work, but they only filled up half the stadium. I thought it was kind of weird because the marketing for this event didn't feel like they were out in full force like they would be for a WrestleMania. Maybe that was by design. Maybe this was just a, hey, let's see how it goes. Uh, maybe you do fill up Nissan Stadium with the full WrestleMania marketing push behind it. If this was a trial run for Nashville inevitably getting a WrestleMania, I think you'd have to say it was a success. The crowd was hot all night long. You can't always say that for Nashville uh, WWE, WCW crowds from back in the day. Like, they've been kind of finicky, in my experience anyway. So I, I think this was a good run. I think this showed that wrestling can play well in Nashville at a large scale. Sunday, I ate about five sandwiches from McDonald's for breakfast, trying to get something in my gut and kind of catch up, you know. And then it was time to refocus and go to a Hall of Fame level wrestling venue in town, the Municipal Auditorium, where we watched Ric Flair's last match. It was a great card. Uh, Ray Phoenix, Laredo Kid, Bandito, and Taurus had an excellent four-way match. Josh Alexander and Jacob Fatu had an excellent match for the Impact World Championship. Really, really solid, good card. And 
it was nice, man. They didn't have the arena sold out. So like we just kind of strolled in, went up to the upper bowl, picked out a section. There's not a bad seat in the house because it is a smaller venue, but we just sat up top away from everybody and and had some space to ourselves. It was pretty nice. The main event was kind of sad to watch. I'm not going to lie. You might've seen that video I posted on my Twitter feed of Andrade pretty much ripping Ric Flair's arm out of its socket in order to get him out of the way of a chair shot or a guitar shot, excuse me. There were times that Ric Flair hit the mat in that match, and I thought, he's not going to get up. He's sleeping. Or, you know, he's walking with Jesus right now, as they say. I don't mean to make light of it. I'm just saying, like, there was there were a couple of times that my stomach really did dip thinking that this man is not okay. So, good weekend of wrestling. Kind of capped off by a um, concerning moment, for sure, but but that's okay. It's been a long time since wrestling has kind of taken that kind of a hold over my life. But for about three days there, it was just nonstop stuff. But of course, that's not all that I want to talk to you guys about on this week's episode of the Sobros Power Hour. I do need to mention that our buddies, Righteous Jesse, Brittany Fernandez, you've heard them both on the Sobros Power Hour. Brittany was our Sobro of the Year in 2020. A lot of her great, great work is up on our YouTube channel, and it's up on SobrosNetwork.com. They are opening Danger Zone Video out in Mount Juliet, so go follow Danger Zone Video. Support physical media, buy physical media, go check them out sometime. And of course, the best of Nashville voting is now open for the Nashville scene. So if you like what we do here, you know, this. I don't want to say this is our Super Bowl, but this type of thing is our Super Bowl. Because there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of competitions for writers and podcasters and shit like that. So we got to take what we can get. And what we can get is the Best of Nashville Awards. So if you like what we do here, consider donating some time, going to bestofnashville2022.com, go into the media and politics page, nominate your favorite Sobro for Best Columnist, nominate your favorite Sobro's podcast for, for Best Podcast. Do the Unofficial Titans podcast for best sports podcast. Do us, most importantly, best blog, Sobros Network. That's what we that's what we shoot for. That's what we go for. Probably won't win it. You know, I, I shouldn't say that anymore because I the Nashville Scenes Awards have been a long-running joke at Sobros HQ, but then we actually ended up on the list in 2020 and it kind of ruined it, like made it like seem like, Oh shit, it's actual actually possible that we could get up there. So I can't joke about that anymore, but if you like what we do, go and throw us a vote. Music city baseball has been in the news this week because now they're talking about like breaking ground on a site for a stadium over by TSU, which is fucking insane. Like we still don't even know who's paying for this shit. We haven't even heard from Major League Baseball that they are expanding or that Nashville is going to be awarded a team. None of this is happening, but it's not stopping Music City Baseball because they're just they're just in there like we don't we don't give a fuck what you have to say. Major League Baseball is coming to Nashville. And at this point, you know, I wrote about it this week and I, I got to thinking like I think when Sobros Network was on sportsblog.com, maybe my third or fourth piece I ever wrote was about Major League Baseball coming to Nashville. That was 2013. That was August of 2013. It's been that long since we've been kind of having this pipe dream. And along the way, 
Like there were rumors that the Tampa Bay Rays would come to Nashville. There were rumors that the Baltimore Orioles would come to Nashville and never really saw it. But every time something like this happened, we had this conversation again. And I feel like at this point, we're seeing the Music City baseball folks in the news again. And we don't even want to hear it this time. We're like, no, 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 this is getting too crazy. It's too out of hand. Y'all, if y'all know something, you need to let us know. Otherwise, stop getting our hopes up. That's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with it right now. So I think my assertion is that they're actually like the Illuminati. I mean, they've got some like billionaire partner that can't reveal his identity or something. And he's back there just like, yeah, no, we're going to make this happen because I own Major League Baseball, but nobody knows that. It can't be revealed to the public. Maybe he knows knows Major League Baseball is coming to Nashville somehow. Got a billion dollars in his pocket just looking to burn, you know? That's the only way. And I tell you what, if Major League Baseball does come to Nashville, man, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know what, what else Music City Baseball is capable of. You just let that sink in for a minute, okay? That's scary. Maybe these these are people that should be feared is what I'm getting at. It is officially late summer. As uh, I define the seasons, you know, you have winter, you have spring, you have summer, you have late summer, you have fall, and then you have the holidays. Most people think there are only four seasons, but they're wrong. There's six. I just, I just recited them here on the Sobros Power Hour. We're entering late summer. It differs from regular summer because, like, the attitude once you get to August changes. You know, the beginning of the summer, you're all excited about all the things you're going to do. Vacation. You're going to go to the beach. You're going to go to the lake. You're going to go to the mountains. You're going to go to all these concerts. You're going to hit up the vineyards. You're going to do all this crazy shit. And then by the time August rolls around, you, like, don't even want to leave your house, right? You're just begging for the arrival of fall. But to me... This is one of, if not my favorite time of year. It's either this or fall. I go back and forth all the time because there is a little bit of a uh, restful feeling, the, the calm before the storm. I mean, I watch as much football as I do. I write about football, podcast about football. Once the season starts, we're kind of off to the races, right? And then life always gets hectic around the holidays anyway. So the last four months of the year are always a blur to me. So August does provide this sort of period of reflection where I've, I've crossed off pretty much all the stuff on the summer vision board, the summer to-do list. But we haven't got to football season yet, so I'm just in this limbo spell where I can just kind of relax and enjoy it a little bit. And maybe, just maybe, you're noticing the days get a little shorter outside. And maybe it's just, you know, the slightest bit cooler at night once the sun goes down. And you're starting to see those signs coming on. I love it. I love watching preseason football, breaking it down, watching training camp, breaking it down, all that stuff. So for me, I'm looking at August as like, okay, what's left to do? What do we have left to do before I can transition to football season and I'm good to go? The one thing... I mean, we, we've done a lot of our stuff. We went to Lookout Mountain. I mean, we got we got married in May. So that, that kicked the summer off on a, uh, a, a really in grand fashion. Okay, it was, it was hard to top that one. 
Well, we went down to Lookout Mountain shortly after the wedding. We've done Arrington Vineyards. Uh, we've done the breweries. We have done, what else? I don't have my list in front of me, but all my summer traditions I've, I've already done, basically. So I'm in, I'm in chill mode at this point. But I just wanted to remind you guys to take a moment. Like every now and then you got to stop and you got to realize where you're at because you got about three or four weeks of summer stuff. So get your shit done. That's what I'm trying to get at here. These late summer traditions. We talked a little bit about fair season on last week's episode of the Sobros Power Hour, the Wilson County Fair. That's it for me. That's it. I just double checked my list. That's the last thing I have to do at the summer on the summer list, and it just so happens that I have called the Wilson County Fair the official unofficial end of summer. It's like once that once that bad boy comes through town, there ain't shit else to look forward to. Well, at least until it cools off, you know. And then you start, you get the pumpkin patches, the fall festivals, and shit like that. I don't know, I'm just excited. I'm exciting. I'm, what? Excuse me? I am exciting. I'm excited and I'm rambling, but I don't want to ramble any longer because I do want to tell you about our friends at Trouble South Florida Spirits and Whiskey. Form your own wrap pack with Trouble Small Batch Rye Whiskey, handcrafted gin, and premium vodka. If I'm not mistaken, I saw on Instagram the other day that the gin and vodka is going to be shipping out August 5th. Man, I can't wait to get my hands on some of that good, good stuff. But I have already gotten my hands on some of that Trouble Whiskey. It's available at TroubleSpirits.com. You can check out mine and Brandon Vick's thoughts on Trouble Rye Whiskey over on the Sobros YouTube channel. You can smoke your own cocktails thanks to Trouble. They've got the Trouble Smoker, which is a nifty little device that sits on top of your glass and allows you to smoke that bitch to your liking. The Trouble Smoker, along with a variety of premium smoking chips, the gin, the vodka, the whiskey, the merch, it's all up there at TroubleSpirits.com, and you can follow them at Trouble Spirits on all major social media platforms. Trouble Spirits, baby. 440 Sports is Nashville's independent, on-demand, and uncensored audio network. You can subscribe to 440 Sports on YouTube. Hit that bell so you know every time a new video goes up. And, of course, you can check out any of the 440 Sports shows wherever you take in your podcast. Big fan of the fringe element myself. I'm a big watcher of a football show. Football show drops every Monday and Thursday at 1 p.m. Central on YouTube. You heard me talk about it a second ago. Listen, I, I told them earlier. During the broadcast, they were having a great debate about Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry's contract situations, how that was going to play out, who was going to be the first to, to, to go, who was going to stick around on a restructured deal. Very thoughtful, in-depth conversation. I just had to let them know, like, every time I watch this shit, y'all make me feel smarter. I feel like a smarter football fan when I watch a football show, so I would encourage you all to subscribe to 440 Sports on YouTube. Hit the bell every time you know a new video goes up. Of course, they also cover uh, Nashville SC with Club and Country, the Nashville Predators with the Gold Standard, and the podcast that Sean Atkins called the best sports podcast in Nashville, Lamestream Sports. So we know there's a formula for engagement. You guys have heard me say it before. Hot takes fucking suck. We stand against hot takes here at Sobros Network. And so do our friends at 440 Sports. So if you like what we do here, you're going to love what they're doing over there. No empty calories. No empty calories. That's the name of the game at 440 Sports. Go give them a subscription. What? No, go throw a subscribe at them. 
No, it's, you can't use subscription, subscribe the same way you use follow. Go subscribe to 440 Sports on YouTube today. You won't regret it. I promise. I don't know if I can say promise. I should have, like, my lawyer told me not to, not to say things like that. I can't promise. I can't guarantee things. I shouldn't call myself an expert. So I'm a fucking idiot and don't listen to anything I say. That should keep me, keep me pretty safe. So let's dive into our Nashville stories of the week because I do have a few of them to get to. I want to start with the um, the Music City Grand Prix. Love this event. Um, well, I, I should say I love the idea of this event. There's a hell of, hell of a lot of uh, road closures in the area, but it's going down. Uh, oh, shit, it's already started. No, the road closures have already started. The race is this weekend. Big deal, though. Uh, I, I was caught up when they were setting up for this event last year from the uh, the Garth Brooks show, that fiasco, which I still have the story up at SoBrosNetwork.com. Um, seeing it for SummerSlam, they were already starting to build it. It's a really cool thing. Like, I, I didn't go to it last year, but this is kind of one of those moments in Nashville's history, right? We're talking about, I can't believe they got a SummerSlam. I can't believe they're they're doing the Music City Grand Prix. Like this is uh, kind of a sign of our arrival as a uh, sports city, so to speak. So uh, pretty cool. If you're into that sort of thing, check it out. Also courtesy of WKRN this week, the return of large conventions in Nashville. So let's see what we got here. It was 2014, the last time the Center for Association Leadership, known as ASAE, selected Nashville as the destination for its annual convention. We ended up with over 120 leads, 41 bookings, $120 million worth of business, explained Butch Spiridon, CEO of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation. While it was success for the city, the organization with more than 45,000 association executives and industry partners needed a city with more accommodations and easier travel. Our members touch on all aspects of society, healthcare, finance, and legal, said Michelle Mason, president and CEO of ASAE. Now in 2022, Spiridon said so much has changed and he's ready to tout all that tourists can experience in the heart of Music City. Time to bring them back. Time to show off, he said. You know, you know what, Butch? You can do this now that COVID's over. You can do this now that COVID's over. Again, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get flagged as as something for this. Nobody, they're going to take this podcast down. Uh, no, in all seriousness, I, I do like the bigger conventions coming to town because I do think that it offers people... I. I think it makes Nashville more attractive because it's more of a variety of stuff to do, right? And it, for for both ways, like if we're just talking about having big events at Music City Center again, then you've got people coming to town to experience the city at a higher level, uh, larger scale, more volume, a lot of fun stuff to do, but also like for the locals, having the big conventions here presents them with a different option. So, you know, if we are going to start seeing the world start to reopen, I mean, shit, I just sat with 48,000 people at Nissan Stadium on Saturday night, then, um, yeah, there's no reason that we can't start seeing some of this stuff pop up. So 
I, I personally, I want the furry convention to come to Nashville. I don't know if it's a traveling thing, but I just want to go down there with a camera and a microphone and make some content. I don't mean that to be dirty. Like, I'm not going to be fucking in a bear suit or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, I want to interview people, right? It's a very interesting subculture within our country. And I think, you know, everybody has a story worth telling. I live by that mantra, but I especially want to know what the furries are up to. I don't know how we got from, <laughs> from conventions or returning to Nashville to let's interview furries, but that's the beauty of the Sobros Power Hour. Okay, moving on. This one also courtesy of our friends at WKRN, the most expensive home for sale in Nashville. House in Bale Mead. Oh my gosh. Gee golly gosh, Willikers, fellas. This house in Bellmead could be your new home for just $50 million. The estate boasts five bedrooms, 10 bathrooms, nestled on 49 acres. Where'd they find 49 acres in Bellmead to build on? That's what I want to know. Built in 2001, the home also allows for six garage parking spaces. It's just too much. That's just excessive, folks. I, I don't mean to... I don't mean to sound so cruel. Like I got into this argument with my wife a couple weeks ago when the, uh, the mega millions was up to like 1 billion or whatever. Like I, I don't need all that stuff. Okay. I ain't gonna, I'm gonna spend 50 million for this shit. Like I'm just happy to pay off my house. You know, give me, give me a few hundred thousand dollars. Let me pay this bitch off and I can live in peace and quiet the rest of my life. I don't need no fucking six garage spots or I was talking about less. We're going to buy a jet. Hell no, we're not going to buy a jet. Maybe she was joking and I just couldn't pick up on it to give her the benefit of the doubt. But like everything that's going on with celebrities and jets now, plus it's just excessive. Like, you know, there's a lifestyle that comes with that kind of thing and you can't afford the lifestyle. I don't know. I don't care how much you win in the lottery, right? That's, that's, a, that's a lump sum. That's a good chunk of change you got. But once you start going through it, you're going to go through it. And if you ain't got a job that can replenish it at that scale – you ain't going to replenish it, okay? You could buy the $50 million house, but then you're going to have to pay the $50 million light bill or electric bill. I found out pretty late in my life that people don't say light bill. I think that was just something my dad said all the time when I was growing up, and I carried it with me. You're going to have to pay the electric bill that comes with owning a $50 million house. I don't mean to be so feisty about this. Like Somebody's going to buy this, and if that's your thing, that's your thing. Go for it. I'm not hating on the $50 million house. I'm just saying, like, it ain't for me, and I'm just surprised. I'm still seeing stuff like this in Nashville. Axios Nashville, you got my attention this week. Five great places to get hot chicken in Nashville. This is from Maxwell Millington. Okay, like, I'm in hot chicken lists. I'm always going to look at it, just like I'm always going to look at NFL top ten lists, no matter what my friends Braden and Zach say on a football show. Axios lists princes, okay. Boltons, so far so good. We got the two, the two staples, right? The two, the two pillars, if you will, of Nashville hot chicken. Four hundred degrees. I haven't tried yet, but I'm telling you, man, that is one place that comes up all the time when you're talking about hot chicken. People, people have said like four hundred degrees is the place to go. So, so good. Good on you, Maxwell. So far, so good. Then we get to uh, Bishop's. 
Bishops is another place. Oh, they're they're the same people that that are behind Hattie B's. Oh, I didn't know that. So they're they're down in Franklin, and I know our buddy Sean has told me about Bishops quite a bit. Oh, you lost me. We had a good thing going. We had a good thing going, Maxwell. Then you had to go include Party Foul. I like Party Foul's menu. And, and to your point, Maxwell does write, there are multiple ways you can enjoy Party Foul's hot chicken, including a quesadilla, street tacos, po'boy, Cuban sandwich, and tenders. Uh, yeah, they'll put hot chicken on anything there. And you know what I say? They probably got to to, to mask how it tastes. <laughs> I don't know. I I love party foul. I, I'll say that. People are hard on party foul. I think party foul has a great menu. I think their hot chicken is just so inconsistent that I won't put it anywhere near the best in this city. There are times that I go and it's just like regular chicken that has just had like an entire case of black pepper dumped on it, right? It's just, it's very salty and it's just got that raw heat. There's not a lot of depth of flavor. I've been other times when it's been pretty good. And for me, I'm a lazy fuck that doesn't want to fight downtown traffic and go into Nashville these days. So I can just hit Donaldson and I can roll the dice that maybe I'll get something, you know, comparable to what you get downtown where the, the good spots are at. I'll take it. I'm in there all the time. I hope they don't listen to this podcast, but I'm in there all the time. Man, if they ever decided to advertise with us, shit, I'd have to delete a lot of stuff. <laughs> Actually, I probably wouldn't accept the deal. I'm just just conducting business online. So, Maxwell, we had a good list there, man. We had a good list there, and then you had to go and, and put Party Fell in there. But to each his own. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. Everybody should try the hot chicken for themselves and form their own opinion. I didn't realize hot sauce was a thing in Nashville too, but then the Nashville scene wrote a piece about it, Lost in the Sauce, some of Nashville's best hot sauces. I immediately saw this one bottle, Hot Sauce Nashville, Hot Garlic, and I was like, yeah, I saw those at Crafty Bastards once before. I've seen them at festivals and shows around town, never tried it, but hearing that they're on the list with Nashville's best sauces is very validating. Now I, now I want to try it. Um, they also list my sauce labs, pandemonium blister. They list Tucker's pepper Company's chupacabra, hot sauce, Nashville's hot garlic and Nashville heat, sweet smoked chipotle. That's my speed. You get a little bit of sweet, a little bit of smoky in there. The chipotle peppers. Chipotle is a goat level Mount Rushmore tier pepper. I had no idea there was a, a hot sauce community here in Nashville, but now I'm going to have to look into it. Thank you, Nashville scene. Thank you for that. I got to pass that along to you guys, right? That's part of my job as a uh, content aggregator, a content curator. I got to find shit that I like because I know if I like it, you guys might like it too. And try some Nashville hot sauce. Okay, um, Nashville Business Journal. No, nah, you know what? Um, we're not going to go into this story. We're not going to go into the story. Husk, Nashville's general manager, quote, we are dealing with a workforce that wants more work-life balance. Um, Yeah, I side with work-life balance. (laughs) That's it. That's the story. You got to, you got to change. You got to adapt if you're a business. We're going to, we're not going to dive into that because it's free talk Friday. 
We've had a good time here on this mini-sode of the Sobros Power Hour, flying solo with your boy. We're going to get out of here while the getting's good. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, as a reminder, check out our friends at Trouble Spirits, troublespirits.com, and go subscribe to 440 Sports on YouTube, Nashville's independent on-demand and uncensored audio network. You can follow me on Twitter at Stony Keeley. Follow us collectively at Sobros Network on all major social media platforms. You can check out all of our latest work at SobrosNetwork.com. All of our merch is up at SobrosShop.com. Support the team through Patreon. $5 a month gets you instant access to an exhaustive content library of over 300 items. We're talking podcasts, videos, articles alike. It's all up there. Patreon.com slash Sobros Network. Don't forget to subscribe to the Sobros Power Hour on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Wherever you take in your shows, we are out there. Give us a rate and review whenever you have a moment. That's how we get better, and we always want to be better for you guys. I am Big Natural Stony Keeley, and until next time, you stay classy, Nashville. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.